Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Ed Cheney, a CBD industry expert and business executive. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods of treatment that are alternatives but also complement conventional medicines. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. I'm your host, Ed Cheney, along here with the wonderful Kimberly Rose. Hello, everybody. I think we have an interesting show for you today. Uh, as we kind of stood back and took a look at this market, we realized something. And I, I, I like using this term, and that is, gone are the days of just marijuana. Welcome to cannabis. Yeah. I mean, if you think about <laughs> it, what, five years ago, six years ago, what was CBD? Was even CBD, right. it was little tiny babies trying to emerge. It sure was. And marijuana was still the dominant. And even then, marijuana had already gone medicinal, so go even 15 years back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was wet ragweed. Yeah. And then there was your potent stuff from the guy around the corner who, you know, you paid an arm and a leg to. Yeah. And that was pretty much it. Right. All right. Yeah. Okay, given that, given that the floodgates have opened and it's hard not to be exposed to the many forms of cannabis in today's culture. Right. You could be on one side or another. You could be an enthusiast or this could be scaring the crap out of you. Or you could be on the regulatory side or on the liability side. There's so many different places uh, that there's so many there's so many seats at this table. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And everybody has a very important seat. So, uh, you know, we like to say here on this show, we're talking about the whole plant, both the marijuana plant or, I guess... The cannabis family. The, uh, the whole cannabis family. Yeah, yeah. And even though we don't... They need to be separated in some areas, they need to stay together well in other areas. Yeah, you would be yeah. absolutely correct. Right. And it'll come to that. I, I know it will. Yeah. Uh, and the interesting thing, unlike... Like the citrus family that has, you know, a dozen different types of plants. And I'm not saying that cannabis won't end there, but right now, cannabis only has two versions of plants. Marijuana plants and hemp plants. Now, hey, give it to, and we'll probably discuss this a little bit as we move into this show, uh, but giving genetic uh, research and plant manipulation, we also may end up with a dozen or so different versions of each. Right. Right? Exactly. Yeah, definitely. So. Uh, there is a lot of not altering the plant, but manipulating the plant. Well, with the movement as big as this movement has been and thrust into our culture as fast as it did, today we'll be discussing who's celebrating, who's uh, fearful, and who's on the fence? And who's standing out there going, oh, this is all just a fad. Oh, my goodness. This isn't no, even those, real. Those are gone. <laughs> but you you're right. That's, there is a group. Yeah. But I swear that group's got to be so small right now. Yeah, because I think when we first moved into the CBD world. Um, and they have no television it, or it, right. radio. Or <laughs> <laughs> like in the retail 
part of the CBD world. Yeah. Uh, I, I heard words like snake oil, yeah, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. I'm not hearing that anymore, no. though. Isn't that great? Yeah, because it, 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 yeah. Yeah, you had to really convince people that yeah. it worked. Well, let's start with this. Let's start with, let me get my trusty clock out here, because this, this conversation I know is going to be interesting. Both Kim and I are very passionate about it. We've tried to really step back and take an unbiased view on it so that mm -hmm. we can share with you what might be real relevant and meaningful to you. Uh, so make sure I have a clock in front of us so we don't run over time. Yeah, anyway, we love both plants. Don't yeah, we, have, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there is value in both. So the market yes. was divided in a fairly simple way and remember it just started in as marijuana yeah recreational and that's that's it well today we've got we decided to divide the market into three areas recreational medical and then cbd yeah now i i chose we chose those because those are the the, the terms most understood right all right. right yeah uh so in recreational we've got we already talked about it, earlier days of ragweed Recreational today is more about striving to get to the higher THC. Yeah, recreational, right. right. Recreational. And it's also innovative and creative customizations for flavor and for uh, other potentials like adding in uh, beneficial cannabinoids to your THC mix. So lots of innovation and creativity in the recreational space. Yeah, I think one of the things that I thought was innovative and th that they're bringing in is microdosing in in the marijuana side. No kidding. So they're just bringing in little tiny doses oh. so that you're not overwhelmed yeah. and you can get it, you know, you can get it in foods, you can I get it in terrific. all kinds. It's just a little microdosing. That's a yeah. new that's a new word oh. that's going to be popping up all over the place. Thank you for that insight. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Um, and then we have, let's move over to medical. Mm -hmm. So that has its own market. And that market is, uh, when we think medical, we think more pharmaceutical. Yeah. Um, currently, there are only two known approved pharmaceuticals, Epidiolex, which is the treatment of epileptic disorders, mm -hmm. seizures. Uh, then the two is Nabiximols. And Nabiximols is a neuropathic pain uh, uh, associated with multiple sclerosis. So those are really the only two on the market right now. Uh, Epidiolex is U.S. and Nabiximols is in U.K. Yeah. Is there a synthetic marijuana? Yes, that's Nabiximols. That, that's that. Okay. Yes, yes. I didn't know the word for it. There are a few under investigation right now. I can't tell you where they are. I am reading this, by the way, from a clinical review. So these aren't my opinions or just, you know, anybody on Google. This is definitely right. from clinical. Uh -huh. uh, the two under investigation are CR701, which is a cannabinoid compound for chemo-induced neuropathy. And then the second uh, pharmaceutical that is under, inve under investigation is ZYN002, pharmaceutically produced CBD for the treatment of various neuropsychiatric disorders. Okay. Okay, and we know these things. Yeah. Now, um, 
understand. So the ZYN002, and by the way, it doesn't have a name yet because yeah. it has not gone through the approval process. Uh, so this is a pharmaceutically produced CBD. And huh. I can't really tell what that means. So is it synthetic? Is it, I believe it to be synthetic. I believe both of these are. Okay. Anyway. Um, I want to share something I thought was very interesting, and I didn't share this one with you yet because I wanted to like unveil it here. The cannabis pharmaceutical market in 2020 uh, did about 107.3 million in, 200, in 2020. That's the market size it was in 2020. They're predicting in 2027 just seven years away, what, six or five and a half from now, yeah. 5.8 billion. That is one huge jump. If you want to jump into the stock market, this is a fairly safe bet. Yeah, so are, is that talking about <laughs> all facets of the cannabis plant? Oh, just pharmaceutical. Just, pharma just pharmaceutical. Well, wow. Okay. They are predicting a windfall from, from, the, from that space. Uh, I thought that was an interesting share. Yeah, that's insane. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a big leap. Now, I had read something a while back that there are at least a couple hundred applications in process right now. And that might be feeding that, 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 that number in 2027. All right. How about CBD. Now, so CBD, let me, let, let's, so Kim and I both believe that CBD is nothing but a marketing term now. Right. It is, it is cannabinoids from the hemp plant. So they're called phytocannabinoids. You have cannabinoids in your body. Your body makes them already. These cannabinoids are very similar in how they react with your receptors. And this plant in the cannabis family produces tons of them and and cbd is only one there's right a, there's about nine or ten so that how are do just you used oh it's like it's, how do you switch cbd is just do you want, it's the word you that everybody you? goes to i don't or, know how it's going to switch but if you think uh like the sunblock industry mm -hmm. that never was a block it always it always it absorbs was, sunlight yeah. So, but they could never move off the word, the term, marketing term, sunblock. Uh, but I don't see that with this industry. It has to move away from CBD because CBD is, is just going to be just not descriptive enough for this market anymore. Right, because I, if I think of my customers, they go, and I say, well, there's actually three types of CBD on the market right now. And they're, they just look at me like, I don't, I, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. So, we talk cannabinoids. Kim, Kimberly and I talk cannabinoids a lot. Yeah. And we do not reference our market as CBD. And I, I sense that it, it will do some adjustments. We even go even further. A cannabinoid really is a legan. And we refer to it as legans as well. So anyway. Yeah, you can keep going and going and going. Uh, so, so here, I, you know, we just want to share a few of uh, uh -huh. the cannabinoids for you listeners that uh, if you are in this area of the market... The CBD work. It's a CBD. End, yes. so, and this usually is just really a division. Medical is under prescription, and the CBD plays around more in the over-the-counter. Right. Now, CBD, uh, so you've got, let's go to the easy one, CBD itself. Mm -hmm. Anti-nauseous, anti-seizure, anti-inflammatory, pain-reducing. You can go to like CBN, that's sleep-promoting. 
promotes bone growth. You can go to CBG, mm -hmm. antibacterial, mm -hmm. bone growth, sleep help. Uh, then you let's let's try with um, oh let's do CBC. And by the way, I'm getting this for the many health benefits associated with pharmaceutical uh, with farm uh, phytocannabinoids. So this is just one of those many kind of a industry accepted chart. Right. And almost every chart has the exact same pieces on it. So mm -hmm. we vet it for that. Uh, but you know the the clinical studies are still are not empirical yet. Anyway, all right, enough of that. Uh, so let's go to CBC. CBC, uh, which is, by the way, what THC turns into uh, when it ages. Tumor-suppressing, pain-reducing, anti-seizure, anti-inflammatory, and antimicrobial. Let's go to THC. Sleep-promoting, anti-nausea, pain-reducing, reduces muscle spasms, anti-inflammatory, and neuroprotective. So you can see there's many different functions that these phytocannabinoids can serve in our body, in the ECS system of our body. So that has its own segment. Yeah. And you can now understand why Kim and I do not really reference it to the CBD because I just listed off six of them, seven of them that I can't, I, I can't think of too many humans that wouldn't want them. Right, exactly. Right? You know, I, know. The, I mean, we always say, and that's why we, we don't, and we have a CBD product, but it's really, it's the whole plant. Everybody's yeah. in there. You yeah. know, when I have a customer come in and go, oh, I want CBN. I go, well, yeah. you, you, you don't want CBN all by itself. You want it with THC. I, and this and, is what people are finding out. Yeah. Yep. They all need to be together because even though the CBD is the most prominent, right, in the hemp plant, and it also is, sorry, and it also is, um, does it do the most or is it just the, pro the most prominent in the hemp plant? And that's why. It's just the most prominent. Okay. And it's the one that was discovered first because it was a major cannabinoid. There was more of them, yeah. much like THC and the marijuana plant. There's so much of it. It's just hard to not see it. Right. So when you first started, when we all first started looking into that plant, those are the two that showed up the most. On the hemp plant, the CBD showed up. On the marijuana plant, the THC showed up. Right. Right. So okay. that's how those studies kind of took off. Now, uh, now uh, here's another reason why uh, this cannabinoid has its own section in the market. The World Health Organization has already said, "Hey, listen, this is a friendly." product to humans. Mm -hmm. uh, I know the FDA is struggling with how to regulate it. I know Congress is trying to figure out, uh, well, is trying to pass the bill to separate it uh, from the marijuana plant so that it be can become a dietary supplement. There are, there are some of these reasons and more that have brought our consumer to a place of, okay, this stuff appears to work, doesn't have side effects, it's a pl it's natural for me. Um, let's give it a shot. Right. Okay. Right. right. Anyway, so that has probably allowed this segment of the market to grow the most. Well, and I is think the consumer. Yeah, I think uh, a, a little bit the the pharmacy and they had to do this. The pharmaceutical side kind of hurt themselves with all the prescriptions that they give out because you know I mean if you watch any commercial for any. Uh, pretty much any f prescription drug, yeah. there's, you it's know, scary. an extremely fast warning at the end of every commercial. Yep. And there, I, 
you know, t- let's just take my mother for an example. She yeah. is on a lot of prescriptions right now just due to situations in her life right now. And she's like, oh, my Hi, Kimberly's gosh. mom. Hi, hi, mom. Everybody, everything has a side effect, and none of them are good. Yeah. Ooh. And she's nervous because she's always been more leaning more towards the natural way. Yeah. And um, so it, I think a lot of that is that not only are people seeing that CBD is natural, yeah. but that prescriptions are probably not the way to go anymore. Well, we're, we're going to dig into that a for, little bit For more, some too. things. Obviously, yeah. so at some point, you, you do have to do a prescription. Yeah. You know yeah. what? I, I think if, and I, Kim and I also, I, I'm sharing a lot of our belief systems, uh, uh, but I really would like all our listeners to jo- join in or consider joining in on this movement, and that is to get Eastern and Western medicine to come back together. Yeah. I think that is the greatest opportunity for our health in the near future is for, you know, Eastern Eastern medicine has has already found its way in. We we refer to it as alternative medicines. Right. So I so pharmaceuticals also look at it this way. Let's bring pharmaceuticals and alternative medicine back together, allow them to be conjunctive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think really that movement is something that well, you'll probably hear from us a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I would love to you know, get a lot of our listeners on board with it and start having good conversations about it and so forth. So yeah. anyway, yeah, let's get those two dating. Let's get them, uh, you know, let's get them <laughs> out to lunch, have them start talking to each other. And well, then sooner or later, they'll, they'll come together. And I think one will help the other. Yeah, and I, th- I think it is starting very slowly, but it is starting because I am getting people into the store say, ask, saying, hey, my doctor sent me here. Yeah, I, I, I Right? Yeah. Or my vet sent me here yep. or something. Yep. Yeah. All right, let's keep moving. Uh, so I shared with you how we decided to break in these three markets, recreational, medical, and cannabinoids. Kind of an over-the-counter. And then there are future cannabinoids. Now, I peeled that out by itself because it's an unknown. Well, we have one that kind of showed up lately, right? The Delta I'll 8. Oh, go there. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, she's, she's got a lot of knowledge in these areas. Uh, but let me go to the what's, what's, what's on the table right now is there's so many studies. Remember, the ECS system in the human body was only discovered in the 90s. Mm-hmm. The cannabinoids followed that, but at a very slow pace. So all this is still very, very new. Can you just imagine what they haven't discovered yet? And that's why future cannabinoids has its own little segment. Because as an example, uh, we even had a show on this, Kimberly, if you remember, the THCP and the CDBP. CBDP, yeah. yeah. <laughs> These are both new cannabinoids that yeah. were discovered, and they both have a greater affinity for bonding to the receptors in our body. Mm. And they have shown to be able to produce up to 33, or we'll just say 30 times more than their sister, THC and CBD. Okay, so but so that's a huge yeah, that's thirty times more. So how, wow, how, what how kind did, of problems can that solve? How do they find these cannabinoids? Yeah, do they wait for I, the plant to grow? To it feels like it, it's a minor cannabinoid. So okay. I don't know how difficult it is to get to those right or to recognize them. Listen, it's all about a molecule, a molecular shape. 
Right. And that molecular shape means absolutely everything uh, in this space. So I would imagine, you know, that shape could just be tweaked a little bit, and now you got a new cannabinoid, and it may be just hard to spot. I'm not sure. Right, right. I'm thinking that's how it is. Anyway, uh, then you also have uh, strains that are producing higher quantities of minor cannabinoids, such as CBDV, CBG, and THCV, which are gradually becoming more available and more sought after for things like chronic pain, anxiety, and even cancer-related, especially the THCV part. So these are now starting to get mined, and this is all through genetic research, growth techniques, and plant manipulation. So again, from our earlier conversation, you know, the citrus, yeah. So maybe they'll end up with a lot of different versions of these plants that have greater potential. Right. But right. still yeah. natural, still homeo, uh, uh, um, you know, that organic. Homeopathic. That, yep, there you go. Yeah, so, still good for the body. So a nice alternative or a conjunctive alternative with a, with a pharmaceutical. Well, that'd be great. All right. Yeah. I know, I know, going in the right place. I mean, the scientists in this area, I, I don't want to say are the most important part, but of all the people playing in this world yeah. right now, yeah. they are the most interesting, to me anyway. And they have the most amount of obstacles, too. They have not only regulatory issues, yeah. because DEA still has not moved the torch right. uh, off and, and let this thing be easy to... Uh, do clinical studies on it, you know, because God, you know, who knows if, you know, your your cannabinoid product THC level happens to be 0.1% over the tolerant, and now you are in possession of a controlled substance. and like, ah, you, your whole lab gets arrested. Hmm, how does that work out? Yeah. Anyway, um, it's not, that's not the only one. The number of patents are absolutely <laughs> daunting. And yeah. you have to review these. You have to have an attorney staff to review as you're doing clinical studies so that you're not violating. And I'm like, oh, my God. We so think anyway, we that's have our, issues. That's, that's our society. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, we also have lab-created cannabinoids. Um, Kim was just getting ready to speak on these Delta-8 and Delta-10. Uh, yeah. Delta-8, uh, both of these, I'm sorry, I, I, I use their short term. It's Delta-8 THC and Delta-10 THC. They are both being looked at more so recreationally, but there, there are medicinal effects of both of these that are also being reviewed. I don't know if any hard clinical studies have happened yet because of THC. Yeah. All right, and there's this little, these, by the way, I should tell, these two started with the hemp plant. They are extracted from the hemp plant, a little tweaking in a lab, and there you go. Okay, yeah, so I, they fall into the hemp bill is what I want to share with you. Yeah, that and that's where the little loophole uh, is. It's kind yeah. of a loophole. And we've had a whole show on this. If you want to go back and research uh, uh, the show that we had on what's new in the CBD market, you'll, you'll get a whole presentation on just Delta-8 and Delta-10. Yeah. Now, Delta-8, just for those who don't know, uh, it's considered for its gentler high. Yeah, I, I I try and say it's, yeah, it's just a gentler high. It's just you're, you're not going to get yeah. to the height of yeah. a Delta-9. Yeah. 
It's just a just a more mellow. I went to Leafly, and I like their. That was their term they used. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just gentler. <laughs> it's just gentle. Yeah, it's just. Right. I don't want to co- even call it a hybrid. It's not a sativa. It's not an indica. I, well, right. maybe I'll, I I will call it a hybrid. It's in the middle, mm, and yeah. it's just like it, you're not going to be stuck on the couch all night. It's not a sativa. It's just a hybrid. We'll yeah. call it that. And, and in a gentle form. Okay. You're not overwhelmed by it. Yeah. And a lot of Delta Eight products have a little CBD in there with it to maybe even calm it down a little more. To go along with that gentle. Yeah. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah. We've said it before. If you ever get into a THC storm, throw some CBD in you and let that cannabinoid calm down that um, reaction that you're having to too much THC. Right. And and it's reasonable that we're spending a few minutes on this because Delta-8 is everywhere. Yeah. It hit the market hard and fast because everybody assumed this little loophole that Kim was talking about earlier about it being from the hemp plant thereby it's considered legal is a lot of people are saying that loophole could get closed pretty quick yeah so it, it rushed out into the market the consumers jumped all over it the gentler high appealed to those who really were kind of staying away from the dispensaries who were you know, climbing up the ladder of THC. How much can we fit, squeeze in there? Yeah. And so I think Delta came along and helped fill that little gap. Well, and but that wasn't so, and that's the part that that makes uh, us in the CBD industry. It makes us a little nervous in that um, that's where DEA and those people go. Yeah. Uh, see. You guys just can't follow the rules. You got to find that loophole. That is true, yes. And somebody's going to get hurt. So, yeah. And, and, and somebody's going to get hurt is real. Yeah. None of the cannabinoids so far from the hemp plant were causing any psychoactive uh, 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 properties. Right. None at all. Yeah. Now, remember, they took this into the lab and adjusted it or altered it. Mm -hmm. So if that that loop ever gets closed, the plant didn't do that on its own. But anyway, now that is something that came from the plant that's been tweaked and now can cause, you know, a high, you're now at risk for driving. You're right. Right. And so I can't blame them. Oh, wait a minute. This loophole could be dangerous to uh, society. Sure, in the wrong hands. Without some, right, right, some regulations, just like alcohol is. Right, Right. yeah. Anyway, there was another one. I didn't want to miss this before we went on break, Delta 10. Uh, Again, Leafly suggested this was more cerebral, a sativa-like head high. Okay. I'm not... I, I have very little knowledge on this other than uh, I've what never, I've read. I've not seen a product. I've not seen anything with the Delta 10 yet. And it does not seem to be, it, it didn't hit the market uh, like Delta 8 did. Yeah. In other words, I, I'm thinking that wherever they pushed it out wasn't a big response. So it hasn't, been, it hasn't gained any traction anywhere. But Delta 8 has. So, again, if you have any questions about Delta 8, if you uh, are interested in trying it, feel free to give Kim a call at 480 599 1003. 
Good job. And she'll answer your questions for you. And feel free to ask questions to us on social media, too. I know Delta 8 is everywhere, and there's lots of drama around it. Yeah. It's, it's one of the things about, boom, welcome to the world of cannabis. It's all over the place and yeah. lots of different forms and fashions. So that one might have a few people going, hmm, what the heck? Yeah. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about two other components of this today's conversation. Who are the players and who are the users? And we'll be able to dissect them. And, and as long as we're connecting those two dots, we'll be able to dissect them and go, do I have a question? Was that, were we able to answer a question or give you some information or even pique your curiosity? Uh, it's a big space, but it's noisy. Right? Yes, it's, it's very noisy. It's very noisy. And people can say what they want. And we're hopefully uh, doing our best to help clear through some of that noise. Yeah. 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 And give you. So I tell you what, let's take a break so we don't start off on a topic and then have to cut it short. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to complete this conversation about today's cannabis market. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time streaming live the leader in internet talk radio voiceamerica.com you are tuned in to the cbd ed show if you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program please send an email to info at the cbd ed that's info at the CBDEDSHOW.com. Now, back to the CBD Ed Show. Hey, welcome back, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. Let's continue our conversation of, huh, 
Gone are the days. Just marijuana. Welcome, cannabis. Right. All yes. right. First section, we talked about the market and how it was divided. Now we're going to talk about who the players are in the market. And this will make sense. We won't have to spend a whole lot of time on this. There's, we, we broke this into three groups. Commerce. Commerce, including entrepreneurs and big corporations. Big corporations include Coca-Cola, Budweiser, Pharmaceutical. Okay, entrepreneurs, whoa. Low barrier of entry, uh, there's a gazillion of them. Yes. <laughs> Literally a gazillion. Anyway, but think about this, how these players are affecting this market. Well, you got entrepreneurs who are racing to innovation and com competition, racing to it. And there's so many of them. This is probably where a lot of the noise is coming from. Mm -hmm. And then you have big corporations. And truly, all they're doing is claiming their share. But right. they are doing it more methodically. Well, they're not... They're not at a rush like entrepreneurs normally right, are. Right. So they'll do the 10-year run. They don't care because at the end of the 10-year run, what was that number? 58 billion, 5.8 <laughs> billion. I don't know what it was. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely uh, the big corporations. Yeah. It, you know, I don't know about Coca-Cola. I just cannot imagine why CBD would go into Coca-Cola. Mm. First of all... I know. I'm going to get on my horse now. <laughs> it's supposed to be a natural thing. It's supposed yeah. to be something good for you. And Coca-Cola is not <laughs> good for you in any shape. I don't care if it's Sprite, Dr. Pepper, whatever Coca-Cola makes. Now. All right. Kim's going to make this a shit show, I can tell. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm on with you, Kim. I really am. All right. Let's go to another player, government. Government is not a bad player here. Government just usually takes their time. They are also methodical about their process of regulating. Yes, almost too methodical. Well, and there's politics in there. I get that. And there's a lot of backdoor deals that can clog the system up. But the reality is it usually takes a lot longer to run a product through the system. And this product splashed into our world very quickly. And yeah. literally has most of them just, uh, we're not sure what to do next. Because as soon as they start running down one path, a new one shows up that yeah. they have to jump on. So, um, I, uh, so I, I'm, I'm not discrediting them. Then they have their process and they're a big engine and it's probably hard to pivot. And this market is full of entrepreneurs who are pivoting on a daily basis. Well, and again, you see what happened when they, when they did the... 2018 farm bill and yeah. kind of released things and then boom delta <laughs> right. eight showed up so yeah. Yep. it's yeah yeah it's tough uh and then you have another segment of players called diy what that stand <laughs> well, for hey listen i believe in the diy i mean do it yourself if you can and if you can do it properly yeah this plant it has great opportunities to DIY. Yeah, yeah, and who would be DIY uh, DIYing? Uh, usually, when products are not readily available. Yeah. You DIY. Yeah, or you or know, or maybe it's a cost-effective. I am not willing to pay eighty dollars, so I'm going to figure out how to do it myself and get that number down to ten. Right. And then last is customization. Yeah. 
I don't like the way you're doing it. I want to do it my way. Sure. All right. So those are usually the triggers Yeah. Uh, for a DIY. Uh, I've also noticed in similar markets, uh, for instance, the vape space, when vape first hit it, uh, it took a while for DIY to show up. But when DIY showed up, I thought they were going to be really successful. But then they moved out. I think what happened is some of these solutions got solved in commerce. So the product became more available, the cost went down, and the customization went up. Well, I don't, I mean, you can't DIY in the vape world. I mean, I guess you can, but you should not. I mean, look at The all. whole space has changed. So when I was talking, I'm talking about when that space was 10 oh, years ago. okay, good. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, so I assume that uh, this cannabinoid market might do something similar. Mm -hmm. or I'm, yeah, I'll just say cannabis in general. Because I think people are, you know, cooking it up at, in their basement. Well, they certainly are growing their own plants. Yeah. Uh, we've had a show on how to extract. Yes, we've, uh, we've even had a DIY show. Like, <laughs> right. well, so, so we know it's happening already. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. all right. So that's our players. Kind of helps to understand who is making those impressions on in this space mm -hmm. that you were all thrust in. Yeah. And so now, who are you all? Who who are the people that are now dealing with this thing that was dropped into our culture uh, not more than 10 years ago? Right. And now is everywhere. Mm -hmm. All right, here they are. I'm going to go through the list first. So the list includes enthusiasts. Mm -hmm. How about concerned? Mm -hmm. Then we have Seeking alternative medicines to pharmaceuticals. Then we have functional solutions, usually over-the-counter. And then finally, general health and improvement. All right, so that's our group of users. Let's go to the easiest one, enthusiast. Yeah. These guys are like, whatever, I don't care, buy from the guy around the street or over there at the store. Uh, it doesn't bother me at all. Which one do you want me to go to now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. They're probably um, inspired by the creativity, uh -huh. the innovative uh, approach. They're probably inspired by all of that. They probably hate that it got commercialized, though. Well, you know, as it, it's funny. A lot of cannabis users that have been using it forever. Yeah. Um, or probably DIY. There, a lot of them are – well, because a lot of times you there was really – all yeah. you could do is smoke it until we found out you could turn it into a tea maybe. Yeah. You could bake with it, all that stuff. Yeah. So I think enthusiasts uh, – I think longtime cannabis users, I know the ones that I talk to are like, I've been saying this for years, <laughs> years and years. This was such a great plant. Uh, and everybody hated it. Well, let's move to the concerned list. And I think spend a few minutes here. Yeah. Uh, so, because we are so immersed into this cannabis market that we might have insights that will help those who are concerned. Let's go to the probably the highest on the list because uh, it's parents. Yeah. We are both parents. Uh, we know parents are constantly striving to protect their children. Mm -hmm. And this could feel like to most as an area in need of giving it attention. Uh, I think for many, many, many years, marijuana was thought at, uh, thought at as a 
gateway drug to like heroin and right we've right? heard that a lot right so well that got burned into brains and it probably didn't need to make much a parent will hear that once and likely build a program around it mm-hmm. in their brain so sure. yeah that so parents have the biggest one now um kim and i probably will look at this and say okay parents uh alcohol tends to be a lot more toxic to the body. Much more damaging. The chances of an auto accident or bar fight or uh, pregnancy are so much higher uh, with the use of alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think uh, they, they are not suggesting that there are addict, uh, chemically addiction issues with THC, but they are suggesting their psychological addictions to THC. Mm-hmm. Um, but THC, worst case, is you know you sit around at home and you're not really being productive. Now, parents, I, I'm not saying yes and I'm not saying no. No, I'm just giving you a perspective from somebody that is inside the business has been there for a while. Um, and certainly parents reach out. We've had lots of discussions with other parents. So both Kim and I might even be helpful on what to do, how to do it, and such as that. Yeah, and we're talking mainly about marijuana here. Mar- yeah, just marijuana. Yeah. The yeah. CBD, it's, uh, uh, well, we had the boys on. And, yeah. and the C- CBD is just, it's not addictive. It's not going to get you high. It's not going to do any of those things. Yeah, most people, if they are looking at CBD uh, in a concerned way, yeah. it's because they have not connected with the, oh, it's a different plant. Right. That, that's as simple as that, listeners. Just, that connection has not been established yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's plenty of relevant information and science out there. So, uh, But, hey, at some point, uh, we're all going to face it because that's the way this is. This market is rolling. Anyway, let's go to public servants. Uh, again, same, same similar issues. We don't want somebody behind a car because they'll cause another problem. Yeah. We don't want um, to not be able to diagnose somebody if they came into the hospital because they might be uh, high and not capable of communicating. I'm, I'm trying to think of other ways public servants might, you know, maybe they don't want you, instead of sleeping on your couch at the house, you're at the bus, the bus, uh, the bench at the bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Public servants, though. Yeah, I there think. Was a, there's a section of them that are concerned. Sure, they're, they're, you have to be. They're dealing with the public in, yeah, right. in, Usually when you're dealing with the public, unfortunately, they deal with them in a not a great environment. Good point. That's they're, right. They're usually drawn to an environment that's already a little toxic. Already huh? toxic. You're right. So, you're right. So that's a good perspective. Mm-hmm. And there's another perspective, and I'm pretty sure public servants already know this. Those, can, those THC users are less violent than the alcohol users. Oh, sure. Yeah, or, yeah. The, or the drug users. Right. But, okay. Uh, let's go to employers. Uh, now, employers, that's been a big shift lately. So employers are becoming more and more... Tolerant. They're, 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 yeah, we'll say tolerant is a really good term. Yeah. So m- not so quick to test and react. Right. All right. So right. I'll just kind of leave that Didn't there. Did we see that Amazon no longer... Is testing is their testing. employees. Correct. So, and a lot of, uh, so a lot of sports uh-huh. uh, employers, a lot of big corporation employers, because now those got moved off of the testing thing because there were liabilities now. Hey, wait a minute. Uh, the farm bill cleared me to take this. And now you're telling me that, bec- you know, because the plant does have a point 
0.2% THC in it, um, or 0.3% THC in it, uh, which is never enough to get you high. They consider that as non-detectable, but it could show up on a test in certain certain circumstances. And then all of a sudden you get fired. And you're like, uh, I know I only did CBD. Here I have this to prove it. Here's my sales receipt. And now all of a sudden your employer could be exposed to a lawsuit. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, and then there are those in the public that just had stigma. Mm-hmm. Okay, Grandpa. Man, I tell you what, this generation has gone to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> that is definitely something a grandpa would say. Hell in a handbasket. Uh, yes, yes, there is the stigma. Well, they were told forever and ever that this was this was a to- terrible thing. It was the yeah. illegal. Yeah. It was a gateway drug. I'm trying to think of all the things I've oh heard. Oh, my God. It's just so many. So many. I had to yeah. uh, convince my mother. You know, I said, okay, this is a full spectrum. It's got a little THC in it. Yeah. You had to convince your mother. It, yep. it's, it takes a little bit. Um, but The after results they are always tr- the same. Right. Yeah, the oh, results gosh, are always the same. Oh, gosh, I don't feel a darn thing. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. So another movement here is the hemp plant. Yes, it does have THC in it, but this, the, the, the number of molecules, which by the way, we already know THC has value, uh, promotes sleep, anti-nausea, pain reducing, reduces muscle spans, appetite stimulant, anti-inflammation, and neuroprotective. Anyway. Yeah. Who wouldn't want some of that? And right. so we've, uh, so when it comes to the hemp plant, we just call that 0.3 or below mm-hmm. as non-detected right we did our own studies uh you can use this product every day and we we did the curve on how quickly you could or if you ever could get to 50 nanometers of or uh 50 nanograms of thc byproduct and a milliliter of urine and you could never get there no the curve never went up that high yeah so that's why we refer to it as non-detected anyway let's keep going um unless you want to talk about grandpa again that was pretty funny (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll move off, Grandpa. All right, let's move over to seeking alternative medicines to pharmaceutical. Because, as Kim was going, was talking about in our first half of the show, is pharmaceuticals have risks, and they're, they're stated on their commercials and on the bottles and that three-page folded-up tiny little, you know... Pamphlet p- you point, get inside. Point, point three <laughs> style <Yeah>. font. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That you need two, three different magnifying glasses to get enough to be able to see it. I the right. microscope. That's what I should do to read the next <laughs> the next one I read. <laughs> Move off. Well, that would be visually Move off the magnifying glass. Go right to the microscope. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Side effects, and then there's also cost. So those three likely are moving consumers to seek alternatives. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, Current pharmaceuticals on the market, we had already talked about, uh, but there is more. Oh. So, what ailments is medical marijuana currently being used for? The most popular ailments. I got a nice list here. Okay, go ahead. I grabbed this list. Uh, This is per the Arizona Medical Marijuana State statutes. Mm-hmm. Okay, it reads, patients with wide variety of conditions may qualify for a medical marijuana evaluation. If a patient has been diagnosed with and is currently undergoing treatment for the following debilitating medical conditions, they may qualify for certification. Here's that list. 
cancer, PTSD, glaucoma, positive status for human immune deficiency virus, acquired immune deficiency syndrome, hepatitis C, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's disease. Let me see here. Caseychia or wasting syndrome. Mm. You guys know what that is? That means, yeah, you're not eating and your okay. body is not consuming the nutrients. Beautiful. Severe or chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures, including those characteristics of, uh, of a characteristic of epilepsy, and then severe and persistent muscle spasms. So this is the current list of ailments per the Arizona Medical Marijuana stat State Statutes. Uh-huh. Why did I want to share that with you? Well, because in this group uh, who are seeking alternative medicines to pharmaceuticals, there was enough interest to, to promote medical marijuana to get freed first. Yeah. It was the first to the table, right? And many states adopted as early as 10 years ago. So um, I wanted to share that with you. I thought that was information. Now, if it, you have any of these and you would like more additional information, Google who is running your state's medical marijuana uh, uh, program, uh -huh. or feel free to reach out to us, and we will help you in the right direction, help you get to your state state's program. And, and maybe you also might be in the same place where pharmaceuticals are too big of a risk, too many side effects, or cost too much, and you might be looking for an alternative. Yeah, okay. and I think if you need it for a medical reason, um, I I say it's worth it to get your medical marijuana card uh, because you're not going to pay the extra tax that oh, they true. have right. put yep. on top of rec recreational marijuana. You're not going to stand in a line at the dispensary, and you're not going to be limited. Well, you're limited a little bit, but not definitely not as close to a recreational. And I think, I mean, I don't want to say this. I don't want to say that the dispensary will spend a little more time with you because you are a medical marijuana card holder and you have like a true ailment yeah. that you're trying to seek help for. Um, but it feels like what I've been hearing from my customers that come back and say, oh gosh, yeah, I tried to go in there with no medical marijuana card and I stood in line for yeah. an hour and, they said, "Sorry, that stuff's we're out of that stuff." And and he said, "I was I'm, I was pretty sure they were holding it for the medical marijuana card holders." Oh, okay. And so there's I, that's some good insight. You just that's don't helpful. know. I mean, it's not as wonderful as you think it is. How much is a, a medical marijuana card? There's a there's an initial. First time you get one, I think it's what what do you what do you I say? I want to. Oh, gosh, it's been a while since I. Paid the initial fees. Uh, I want to say it was 150 to get the card, okay. and then if you needed to see the doctor and you didn't have medical records from your doctor, mm -hmm. uh, I think it was an extra fifty dollars for that. Okay, and then there's an um, annual renewal. And then there's at the annual renewal. Okay, and it just it seems to be a better way if you are going for an actual reason yeah and, and not if, just right. recreational <laughs> and if the tax on marijuana is uh 25% it's it's pretty easy to recoup the cost of that card yeah so, up to 25% i probably shouldn't right. be speaking depending federally. on how much you spend right, right? Yeah. Uh, on it but if it's 8% state and then 16 on top of that right 
That's a lot of percents. That's a lot of percents. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Another shit show. Hey, here we go. Uh, next group, functional solutions. Functional. Things that are considered functional uh, that need solutions would be, would be um, sleep disorder, I mean, or sleep issues, pain. Uh, these are all things that are not disease-related. Yeah. All right. So that's why the, the, the term functional means. Uh, so functional so solutions uh, include sleep, stress and anxiety, pain, mm -hmm. and inflammation. These are probably the most common. Now you have this group that is seeking cannabis, and they are also doing it. Well, we've seen two reasons why they're doing it. One is they've heard the news about ASIDs, anti-steroidal. Yeah, yeah. They, they, so what is that? Ibuprofens and uh -huh. all your all your all over your the counter, over -counter headache medicine. So yeah. that's not. So there's, there's just too much research out now that suggests that that's not really good for us, not even by a... No, gosh, no, stretch. not good, especially if you All take right. it As much a as lot. sometimes you like, need. Yes. All right, so they'll move to uh, this functional solution because it's plant-based, it's tolerated well by the human, and it tends to be very effective. Mm -hmm. All right, so... And then sometimes, uh, let's go to sleep. Let's share what we know about sleep. When you take an over-the-counter sleep medication like Tylenol PM, it's sedating you. Yeah. When you take a cannabinoid for sleep, it's turning on your system's ability to sleep like it was when you were 12 years old. Right. Like you knew how to sleep when you were 12 years old because everything in your body worked correctly. Yeah. Well, that's what cannabinoids were capable of doing, going back into your body and making it work correctly again because that's all cannabinoids do is they trigger systems. Hey, turn this on, turn this off, turn this, right, regulate this, downregulate this, and so forth. Right, anyway, right. Anyway, so people are going, uh, okay. Yeah, you don't that wake up with that. Work. You don't wake up with that groggy feeling that you do when yep. you take like a tunnel PM or Advil yeah. PM or whatever PM it is you're taking. Okay, my last one, pain and inflammation. Uh, I'll, I'll just be real clean and quick with this one. That was uh, that was the pain meds. The uh, I, what are those? Um, opioids. Opioids. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, and then our last group is general health and improvement. Uh, and only because I'm rushing through, we got just a couple more minutes before our show is over today. But under general health and improvements, we have homeostasis, people that are wanting to achieve that because they know their body functions better yeah. when they're in homeostasis. Mm -hmm. And then the other group is cosmetic. Right. So people that are using it one form or another for cosmetic. So there are your users. If you know who you are, feel free to go to a CBD store and talk to them about what your needs are. Mm -hmm. Be careful on just general internet searches unless you're in Google Scholar or you're looking through clinical uh, things. But there you go. Kind of a nice approach. Yep, now, definitely. to wrap up today's show, next show is going to be kind of interesting because we are going to talk about cannabis and psychedelics. They're currently in the market. But government is struggling with regulating them both. You already, we talked about cannabis today, but apparently psychedelics is in there too. Now we'll have a cannabis attorney named Sean Hardwick with us, and he'll share with us an inside 
look at where all this is heading. Tune in. Tune in for that show. <laughs> It'll be very, very interesting. Okay, so listeners, that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you very much for listening. This is Ed. And this is Kim. Helping you through the noise and the clutter of this wonderful but still unregulated space. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Ed Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be back with you soon.